to hold space for them to share their stories and know that you have to like you get to forgive yourself and release this and you don't have to identify with it but it gets to be your fuel this gets to be the thing that you get to use to connect with other people to help Mm -hmm. other people and I think we all have I've been calling it like a phoenix rising story we all have something that we've been through that (laughs) turned us into dust essentially and we've risen through it You're listening to the Sovereign Society Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, and my greatest passion is to help you transform your doubt into the courage you crave to activate your thriving business from the inside out. As a Kundalini business mentor, speaker, and modern medicine priestess, I believe the world's ready for your medicine more than ever. By embracing all facets of our human experience, we have the power to cultivate a conscious tomorrow today. Every Wednesday, I gather some of the greatest leaders, teachers, and revolutionists of our time to talk about all things social justice, personal empowerment, and what it takes for you to up-level your business and life. It's time for more good people making good money, doing great things in the world. Best believe this is the place that's going to take you there. If you're ready to unleash your medicine and revolutionize the world as we know it, I invite you to dive in and join us on this wild ride. Hello, 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 and welcome to a new episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, and first of all, I just wanted to check in with you to see how has this Scorpio season, Mercury retrograde, been treating you? I know for me, I have been embracing more of what to fill up my cup and to really embrace my journey that has brought me to this moment. I mean, this is the last Mercury retrograde of this decade. And so we are really diving in deep to reclaim the parts of ourselves that we may have oppressed or we've may ignored, bypassed, shamed, all those pieces. But today's episode, this episode, I'm really excited to be sharing with you because this is the opportunity for you to really embrace your rising, the Phoenix rising story. And I have a dear soul sister of mine, Brie Pugh, with me on this episode. And I met her in Encinitas after I went to take Bud on his birthday for his birthday week to the dog beach. And I went literally for six hours to meet with Brie and to meet with Sophie Nick. You may remember her from episodes past. And we just hit it off. And, you know, listening to her story, I was like, oh, my gosh, I would love to help you know, use my platform to support your mission and your story because her big mission is to really help women come home to themselves and to really break all the rules and to unleash their divine power to go out there and create a business and a life with soul. And so she does one-on-one coaching, group coaching programs and retreats. And what I love about Brie is that she is so vulnerable and so real about sharing her story, which I'm going to let her tell you. But This may be triggering. I do want to fair warn with that. There is um, stories about um, sexual abuse, and that's all I'm going to say and let her share the rest. But I did want to 
give that little disclaimer, um, that this may be triggering for you for, this may be triggering just for some of you, but know that you're supported and it's women like Brie that are really here to step up and share her story, to inspire you, to not be trapped in your story or in the pain and to know that there is support for you. So I also do have in the show notes um, below links for those of you who have maybe navigate are navigating through sexual abuse and where to get support. Because again, this is a space for you to come to heal and to really activate yourself so that you can go forth and really unleash your medicine. And so Brie really believes that spirituality and entrepreneurship are two sides of the same coin, which is perfect because next year, 2020, we are coming into a four year. And with that four year, we are going into the neutral mind. You may remember me talking about that uh, in the episode with Remington Donovan, but we're going into the neutral mind where we can recognize both sides of the, where we can see both sides of the coin to recognize it's a coin. And I do believe that, you know, so much of what I've been sharing with you all is that if we are here to be spiritual entrepreneurs, we have a responsibility to use our platform to speak about injustice and to really use the privilege that we have to take a stand and to speak up for those who have been oppressed. And it doesn't matter if it's race, it doesn't matter if it's religion, faith, uh, gender, sexual orientation, or even sexual abuse. We need to speak up on these issues because this is how we implement change and fuel the fire to make that change and to shift the conversations. That's, you know, that's something that I'm so passionate about. And so, you know, Brie really believes that each of us have, has these gifts that we are here to share with the world. And we have a responsibility and a role to help raise the consciousness of the planet. And that takes through us embracing our passions honoring our skills and really embracing our stories with, with integrity and to really answer the call that is yearning deep within our soul. And so, you know, she's, she really wants, wanted me to share with you all that she wants to help hold space for those of you who are listening. Um, you know, if you need help to connect with your own trauma story, or if you are seeking support in your business or life, she wants to really bring you and help you um, with one-on-one calls. And so she wants me to share that she's gifting you one-on-one calls. All you have to do is follow her on Instagram or on Facebook at Brie Pugh, B-R-I-E-P-U-G-H, if you're someone who's going through it right now. So much love to her for offering that container. And so we went really deep here as normal. (laughs) And it's cool because we actually did this in person. She was in town. She came to Palm Springs. So I drove 40 minutes away to, uh, to, you know, be able to have this conversation with her. And we went into the park and just connected and saw each other and Bud was with us again. So it was a little mini reunion. But in this episode, we really talk a lot about answering the call to the bigger purpose and the power of sharing your story and how you can really go forth and reclaim your light after traumatic experiences, as well as the therapy and the sessions that she, and the medicine that she worked with and the programs to really help her overturn that. 
We also talked about, you know, honoring our privilege and how we can make a bigger difference by, again, taking a stand and speaking up for those who have been oppressed. And we also chatted a lot about the importance of living from integrity, which, you know, is one of my core values. And that's where I've been really discerning on who I bring on this podcast because I want to share those conversations. And the biggest thing that we must address is really and addressing the spiritual bypassing that's happening so that we can begin to shift the collective experience. So I'm really excited to be sharing with you this episode of the podcast because, again, I just want you all to know that you're supported. I want you to know that you're seen. I want you to know that you are not your story. If anything, you can use and work with your story to empower you, to inspire others and to hold space and to cultivate that connection. And so this is a time, again, for you just to really go out there and feel supported. This is the time for you to really go out there and to feel that connection and to know that you're not alone. That's my whole reason why I've created this podcast. That's why I'm very discerning on who I bring in. And that's why we're doing this work, plain and simple. And so I also wanted to share a really beautiful uh, podcast interview uh, review because any, we're coming up to the 100th episode. It's actually crazy. The 99th episode is going to be the last episode of this uh, season of the year of the decade. So the 100th episode is going to be the first episode in 2020. I think that's just wild and how that's happening. So from now until the 100th episode, anyone who leaves a review on iTunes or if you've left a review previously, take a screenshot of you uh, before you send it and email it to me at hello at sabrinariccio.com and you'll be entered into a drawing to win a free 45-minute one-on-one call with me, which I'm not doing one-on-one calls anymore. So this is a huge opportunity for you to really connect with me and we can, we're going to do this right into 2020. So whatever's coming up for you, we can really set precedent for the year and for the decade. So again, you have until uh, the hundredth episode comes out in the beginning of the year to leave a rating and review to help support the Sovereign Society podcast. If you've already left a review, send a screenshot over it to me, send it to me at Sabrina Riccio uh, on Instagram and let's get this conversation going. So this is from Pernell Even, and she's from Denmark, which I love. And she wrote, highly recommended one of my favorite podcasts, inspiring heartfelt talks with depths and lots of knowledgeable insights to live a more to live more fully in line with your soul. One of my favorite podcasts. Thank you so much, babe, for listening. And again, if you leave a review, you have an opportunity to also hear your review on the podcast. So I don't want to be holding you up any further, but thank you all again for supporting the podcast. This is what gets the conversation going. In 2020, I've got some really amazing conversations coming your way, even for the rest of the year. Like I I promise I, these conversations will not disappoint. And so let's dive in. I'm so excited for you to discover more about Brie and to really embrace your Phoenix Rising story. Enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to a new episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm really excited today because I have someone who is on the path of unapologetically sharing their vulnerability with truth, their story with integrity, and to really help 
lead the way to inspire others mm. to do the same. So thank you, Bree, for being here. Hi, girl. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I met Bree in Encinitas. I was like, I went to Encinitas to celebrate Bud's birthday to take him to the dog park. <laughs> I was like, I can take him to the dog beach. I'm going to drive two and a half hours to bring my little guy to the dog beach. And I met up with Sophie Nick. And you may remember her from the podcast. And Bree was there and we all had lunch and the three of us ended up, we were all supposed to co-work, but we ended up just like talking for like three hours. <laughs> and we were all just talking about what's going on in the industry. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was just really nice to see more sisters that are seeing what's happening. And with that awareness, how we can really go forth and educate and to stand up in that truth and to be in the space where we are letting other people know that there's so much more to the path of spirituality of being a conscious leader you know and this is the time for us to to really step up and show up I mean that's why we're here we're here to help revolutionize the world and we're here to speak with integrity and with reverence and for justice. Yes. And I'm sure you feel that same way too. Oh, yes. So I would love to hear and hear you share, like, what was the call for you to start showing up? Share with us a little mm -hmm. bit what you do and and why now is the time. Yeah, yeah. So I really feel like I got on my spiritual path about gosh, it's probably three years ago, maybe four years ago. I kind of was just out of space in my life, late twenties, living in LA, you know, working a corporate job and everything looked really good from the outside, you know, the friends, good job, beautiful life. But I just was like, is this it? You know, is this all there is? Why mm -hmm. does it feel like there's something missing? Right. Mm -hmm. And you know, a couple toxic relationships, which I'll note toxicity is a two-way street. Mm -hmm. um, just got fitness obsessed, dieting obsessed, living in LA. I think that that can do something to your psyche Yeah, for <laughs> when sure. you're in your 20s as a female and just feeling like if I could make myself look a certain way that I would feel a certain way. And I went on that journey and, you know, got, you know, hurt in the process, like lifting weights and my health was, I was having issues and just lots of things. And it just got to a point where I was like, oh, universe, like, please, I need help. Like it was a surrender moment essentially. And, um, yeah, a law of attraction book kind of fell off my shelf. And about a month later I was introduced or met my first spiritual mentor and just went off on a path and really realized very quickly, okay, what I'm doing right now in my corporate job, this is, I already knew it wasn't my passion. I just didn't know like, okay, what is my, do I have a purpose? Like, mm -hmm. what is that? And I was able to step into that. And that mentor was the first person that kind of said to me, you know, Brie, you're a healer. Like you are here to help raise the consciousness of the planet. You need to go figure out what that means for you. And it was like something just woke up in me and it was like, yes, it was a remembrance. Um, and I just went for it. I just became a sponge for like everything. Um, 
like was just following the breadcrumbs that my soul was leading me to in terms of the things that interested me. So, you know, the content that I was reading, the content that I was watching, listening to, I remember your podcast was one of the ones what? that I was, yeah, isn't that crazy? Wow. Like early, you were very, I think you had just started it. Yeah. I started the podcast in 2016. <clears throat> yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Trip. So crazy. Um, mm-hmm. and now I'm feeling old, like knowing that I've done the podcast for that long. Like, oh my god. Um, but yeah, I, I I realized that I wanted to step into the coaching space, not even knowing anything about the industry, having never been coached myself, um, and just like fully embrace it. I I started in the holistic health space and it's just continued to evolve from there as I've continued to evolve. I, I realized very quickly that I was so passionate and driven and being guided by, um, the spirituality part of things, the psychology side of things, um, mindset, if you will, energy, that that's what my soul was like pulling me to and I resisted it. I was like, no, I have to be a health coach. This is what I decided. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, nope, I got to surrender again. Mm-hmm. And it's just been wave after wave of surrendering and continuing to peel back the layers and step deeper into who I am and who I'm here to serve. And currently, and I say currently because who the hell knows? <laughs> I'm just like so unattached now. Yeah, um, you but, have to. Yeah, you really do. Because um, we evolve over that time too and mm-hmm. it's like when I first started doing the work to where I am now like I just recently answered the call of like stop coaching you know and I was like I'm done coaching and for me I have bigger opportunities that are coming up right now and I'm writing the book and just really like getting to that space of like I think of that I, the Gabby Bernstein quote that she says when you think you've surrendered surrender more and it's true because we're constantly evolving, and especially if you're truly devoted to the spiritual path, like the more you heal yourself and the more layers you take off, the more you find who you are and that purpose. And I know for you, you've been going through in 2019, this like massive healing journey yourself and reading your story was just like, wow, you know, the idea and the truth of like, speaking up about your trauma and how that continues to create space. That's what I'm witnessing just with my book, you know, and at this moment as we record, like I've got 9,000 words done in three days and even just like sharing more of like the story of the trauma, like I'm finding more and more layers coming off myself. So I would love for you to share a little bit about what you've been really navigating through and educating people on to really reclaim their power Mm -hmm. from deceit in the spiritual industry. Yes. Yes. So I'll start by saying that I recently shared this very personal story on the internet, um, back in August of 2019. So it's been a couple months. Um, And it was around, that was the one year mark of something that happened to me back in 2018 and deciding to share this story, excuse me, was one of the most liberating, freeing experiences that I've had. And it has allowed me to step into my power at a much higher level. And it's what has really shifted my business just in the past 
couple of months um, to solely focusing on serving women and helping them to own their truth. What I feel like is like your raw soul truth, um, not just the good shit, but the hard shit. Oh, you mean like what it means to be human? <laughs> what a concept. <laughs> right. Um, I'm all about owning those soul desires, but like, let's also uh, not be afraid to, I don't want to say I identify with your pain, but like admit that there's it. other pieces that <laughs> are shadowed or or dark yeah. that we're still processing or working through as well in yeah. this human experience. Yeah, and that's that's okay. That's part of why we're here. And um, there's a level of responsibility with that and acceptance and forgiveness with that. Um, and so just really helping women to own all of that because when you do that, you use your voice and you step into your power and you not only heal yourself, but you provide a space for other people to heal, whether you realize it or not. And it wasn't until I had this experience and told this story that I realized how powerful and important our stories are, our words are. Um, so to go back, I will just say that in August of 2018, I was in a situation where I was raped by an energy healer and it was such a manipulative, um, unexpected, confusing experience that afterwards I didn't even really realize what had happened like at a conscious level. Um, the word rape wasn't in my conscious mind. I thought that I was um, the naive one in the spiritual world. Oh, this is just something that this is part of the they process. do because yeah. that was mm -hmm. what was conveyed to me. Um, so I felt foolish, embarrassed, shameful, all the things could barely tell you know, anyone told, you know, a couple close friends, but after that, I was like, I'm going to put this away. I'm just not going to think about this again. Next week's my 30th birthday. I got a, a busy couple weeks. I'm just going to like, we're just going to forget that happened. Cause that was weird. Um, and about a month later, I realized I was late and I was like, there's no way, there's no way that didn't, cause that didn't actually happen. It was like, that was like a healing thing. That wasn't what that was. And then I realized I was pregnant and after I peed on not one, but two sticks, um, it was like whew, the veil was lifted. The lights turned on. I woke up and it was pure rage and fury. Oh my God this is an invasion. And it was like, everything made sense. I'd been feeling off the entire time. I can't even like describe it other than that. I did not feel like myself in my own body. It was, I truly felt a presence that was not me. And after an infiltration mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and after, you know, everything clicked into place and I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. I can't believe this. Like what, what, um, and you know, I will say I'm grateful that this experience happened at that point in my life and not a couple years before, because a couple years before I probably would have really slipped into a lot of victim stories and made this like 
I don't know. I don't know how I would have handled it. Um, but I, at this point in my life, I felt like, okay, I've, uh, you know, I've done a lot of work on myself. I have spiritual tools. Like I can handle this. I can get through this. Um, and so immediately I was like, what are the lessons and the blessings in this one? I'm 30 years old and my body works. Um, I live in the state of California where there are resources. Some women don't have those resources um, in other parts of the country and in other parts of the world, right? Um, and so I've always been someone who is pro-choice and always thought I, I don't know what I would choose until I'm in that situation, yeah. right? You, I really just don't know. Um, and in this situation, I knew immediately that it was not something that I uh, could carry through with. Um, and I needed to handle that. And so I went and had an abortion and went through that whole process. And yeah, you know, I was, I, I didn't tell my family. I was terrified. It was my first year of entrepreneurship and, you know, it just, it, I'm very close with my family and I just felt like it was something that I was, I felt like I was already treading on thin ice in terms of them worrying about me and my security in my path. And to share this, it would have knocked the, the legs right out from under me. And so I was like, no, I can handle this on my own. I've got this. I have friends. I'm spiritual. I'll be good. Um, and then it just spiraled from there. You know, I think I, I, I put on a really good front and told myself I was fine, told my friends I was fine. Uh, within, within a month of the abortion, I found myself inserting myself into a relationship with someone 18 years my senior with, with a very interesting past and lots and lots of attachments and baggage and all the things. <laughs> and, you know, it just like made stuff. My family found out about that and it seems so strange to them. They're like, why is your behavior? Why are you acting like this? You know, who are you? Why are you dating this, this man? Like, well, this doesn't make any sense. Right. And it basically caused like so much drama with my family and, I thought I had, you know, I thought I'd gotten through the hard part and then I like made it worse. And I was like, why did I create this and allow this to snowball? Why did my soul choose this? And for me, I think it's really been, you know, obviously I ended that relationship pretty quickly, but I still didn't tell my family about what had happened for about eight months, but I started to go to therapy and get EMDR therapy five months in. And that really, really helped the process. But I think it's easy for some of us that are in this spiritual space to think we can handle mm -hmm. trauma and stuff that happens to us because we have the tools and there's ego in that. Mm -hmm. um, and it's okay to ask for support. And especially with, with sexual trauma, I please go get professional support, even if you don't think you need it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And that's the thing. It's like, even if we have things from our childhood and there's another trauma that happens in adulthood, mm-hmm. there can be those, um, like those barriers of like afraid of sharing yeah, because of like the past yeah. of what was that? If I said something before in the past of what happened to me, what was the reaction? Like, oh, I don't want that to be the reaction again. So I'm just mm-hmm. going to kind of hold it down to, for everyone else's sake. Right kind of thing yeah and it was interesting doing EMDR therapy uh, because you you go to a memory and you recall it and you play through it until the emotional charge is basically gone and it basically creates like a tree where one memory will give you downloads of something else and then like my therapist would have me go into that and then she'd be like okay okay now that go into this and it was interesting how after, you know, sessions, I realized this, the rape, the pregnancy, all of this stuff, that was just like the tip of the iceberg. And really I was able to like map the patterns back and see a lot of different memories and things in my life that led me to a place where I was open to allowing a stranger to come into my apartment and ask me to take off my clothes and do a kundalini awakening and trust this person. And I don't know, you know, I think um, I've really just seen a lot of karmic patterns in my life of where I'm not trusting myself. And to release the shame mm-hmm. of that, to really transmute that shame that of that stories of like, oh, I didn't listen to my intuition or like all those things and to forgive ourselves and to yeah. practice that atonement for ourselves. Yeah, because that was the hardest part. I mean, I, after it happened and I realized, after I finally realized what had happened, um, oh my gosh, so much shame, so much guilt, just beating myself up like how could I let this happen to me the disappointment yeah Yeah. my body was screaming at me my Mm -hmm. soul was screaming at me the whole time that I was laying on that table this is not safe this is weird this is not safe this is weird what are you doing and I was saying no you need to be more open this is why you know you are in this place of feeling like you need this energy healing because you have all these blocks and you need to be more open. This person is saying that they're going to help you. I think it's so challenging too, is because so much of our generation, we're not taught about boundaries. Like we've all learned Mm -hmm. it pretty recently. I would say. I think it takes experiences being in situations to understand how to set boundaries. I don't think it's even necessarily something that you can really teach you know it's hard to teach it like you're saying it's like an experiential thing you learn from I don't don't even want to say mistakes that's not the right word you learn through experience Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but um you know I think there's a lot of lessons and a lot of layers to this experience one of the ones that was the most eye-opening to me is that there are people in this spiritual space that are using the, the, the word spirituality, the idea of spirituality, um, uh, healing modalities, um, to 
exercise their power and manipulate and take advantage of people who are vulnerable. And I go back and back and wonder, does this person, did this person think that he was really doing healing work or did he know exactly what he was doing? Mm-hmm. The manipulation that can happen in the spiritual community mm-hmm. is, is real <laughs> and something that I've been pretty passionate about, you know, I don't want to say calling out, but sharing is like those spiritual teachers or those spiritual healers that you're following is their intention to really help you or is it for profit? Is it for manipulation? Like what is the overall energy essence and intention behind Mm -hmm. why they do what they do? Yeah. I mean, we all have an ego and... It also depends on the teachers you're listening to, too, because there's infiltration. Mm-hmm. There's so much of that spiritual warfare and the de- and the deception that's happening, too, because there's so much of the realms. People don't know how to energetically protect themselves. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of these things that are coming up to the surface right now. Yeah, that was and that was the biggest thing for me of um, looking back on it is I was in a space where I was extremely spiritually energetically open Mm -hmm. and was meeting a lot of people at that time and you were bait mm -hmm, I had no boundaries and when you're vibrating at a high frequency you're going to attract in all kinds of things you're going to attract in really amazing people but you're going to also attract in maybe some people that don't have the highest intentions the highest vibrations and when you have boundaries and you have discernment and you trust your intuition you know exactly when it's a red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't listen. Mm-hmm. I didn't listen. Um, so with that now, how are you using the medicine of your own journey of uh, transcending your own trauma to help clients, to help people that you meet along the way? What is the kind, How are you seeing your experience be this container that's helping hold space for people that are coming to you with experience. I mean, I think the the first thing is I've been able to connect with people on a much more intimate level than I was before because I chose to be vulnerable and share that. Uh, the amount of women and men, but, you know, a lot of women that reached out to me after I shared my story um, to tell me their stories some of them saying, I've never told a single person in my life this, but I'm telling this to you now. You know, Mm -hmm. I talked to a woman in Pakistan who reached out to me, who wanted to tell me what happened to her, you know? And it was just like very eye-opening to... And that's a space that really doesn't have the resources to to be heard or to be seen. Another blessing that we have, like Mm -hmm. when we think about women in other places... That don't even have the opportunity. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like, and again, that's, you know, it goes back to, okay, no matter what cards you've been dealt, like know that your soul chose that at some level. And why was that? Like, there's a lesson for you there, but there's so many blessings. Like for me, I'm like, God, I feel so grateful that, you know, I live in the, in the place that I live in and I have the resources, whether or not I tapped into those initially, like I was able to do that. And I'm very grateful for that. And I'm very grateful that I'm now in a place of 
just a lot deeper empathy and compassion for other women, other people who have been through shit, um, to hold space for them, to share their stories and know that you have to, like, you get to forgive yourself and release this and you don't have to identify with it, but it gets to be your fuel. This gets to be the thing that you get to use to connect with other people, to help Mm -hmm. other people. And I think we all have, I've been calling it like a Phoenix rising story. We all have something that we've been through that (laughs) turned us into dust essentially. And we've risen through it. And, you know, it doesn't have to be something like a, it doesn't have to be rape. It doesn't have to be something terrible, but we all have been through those experiences and can we take those and like, it's a dark night of the soul. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's only, it's only a trial, you know, and in those trials, it's only, like, we have to remember a trial is just a trial. It's mm-hmm. not forever. Mm-hmm. And those moments where we are feeling our lowest, like the polarity of that is, what's going to help us really catapult and to soar. A hundred percent. The pendulum always swings back the other way. Mm-hmm. So when you're in those spaces of like the lowest of lows, like there is that beacon of, of hope in that. And just to keep that faith that there's a purpose to it. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the things like with that purpose of what you've been able to embrace and honor like how are you seeing really setting that setting precedent for 2020 Mm. and beyond yeah I mean this experience and this healing journey one I will say I don't think I don't know if the healing journey is ever over I don't think you ever get like a certificate or a gold star you're done good job you did participation award you graduated (laughs) yeah Yeah, I don't think that exists and um it's definitely not linear. I was talking to somebody the other day. I was like, it's a ball of yarn, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's the thing. And a lot of people and like spiritual teachers and leaders, they don't show that part either. mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, and then it's hard. I feel like the average human, the average person wants more of that connection. Well, that's why I think it's so important. And that's why I'm so glad that I shared it because I want people to know, like, that you can go through really gnarly shit and still be a leader. Mm -hmm. You can still serve others and, and be dealing with your own stuff. Nobody ever has it all figured out. Nobody's ducks are all in a row. Mm -hmm. If they're telling you that they're lying, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's just shown me how powerful it is to, to be authentic and, and, and show all of your sides because that is the stuff that people relate to and Mm -hmm. feel a connection to you with. Seen. They feel seen. Yeah. A hundred percent. So going back to the question Mm -hmm. I asked, like with your privilege that you have, Mm -hmm. you know, we're two white women here living in uh, America with all this shit that's going down. definitely needs to be acknowledged. That's something that's really been on my mind a lot lately, which I think you too. It's like, how do we use this opportunity, this platform, Mm -hmm. these, um, privileges, plain and simple Mm -hmm. to set precedent for 2020 and beyond for those women, like in Pakistan that you're coming up to, what are some things that you are seeing 
to bring emphasis through your business to actually make a big, a bigger difference than what, you know, taking it to the next level? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think I'm still processing it to be honest. Um, how I get to integrate this into my business. But what I know for sure is that, um, I now have this, this new realized mission of just really wanting to like pour power and remembrance into women of who they truly are and encourage them to use their voices and share their own stories Mm -hmm. and know that they get to create a platform, know that their stories matter, know that everything that they're here to share matters. And, Mm -hmm. um, when we share these things, we take our power back. We take the power out of the oppressor, out of, um, the victim Mm-hmm. mentality and um we own that and women in their power mm-hmm. is an unstoppable force and i the think tricks yeah and i think that is the thing that is inevitably going to shift the energy of this planet i don't know how long it's going to take but i think as our consciousness continues to rise um to me it feels like we are shifting back into that feminine embodiment and we'll be shifting out of the patriarchy and the masculine energy. And so the more that all of us can empower women of, you know, all colors and, and religious backgrounds and wherever they are in the world, right. Um, to, to know that they're important and they're seen and they are heard and they get to use their voice. Um, I think that's what gets to shift one at a time. And I'm definitely feeling called to create some kind of community around this mm-hmm. and um, use my platform to help other women mm-hmm. share their Phoenix Rising stories. Because the, the Dalai Lama said the world will be saved by the Western woman. Mm. Oh, yeah, exactly. And so I just think, I think personally with 2020, that's why like I'm walking away from coaching and mm-hmm. focusing more on the book. And because there's a bigger calling yeah. I'm here to answer and there's no more time to fuck around. And it was so much of when I was reading your, the story that you shared on elephant journal, you were talking about how, like when you just starting to share it, how you saw that shift in your business financially Mm -hmm. too. Oh yeah. When I wasn't addressing my emotional trauma, when I hadn't told my family, when I wasn't in therapy, the universe cut my income off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was like, pay attention, pay attention. Yeah, totally. I've been experiencing that with my book, like just enough to get by. I'm like, there's so much more. And I knew for me, like my story needed to be shared for my healing to really like, like close that chapter and write the new book. And I think part of the reason why you were called to share this in 2019 was so that you can really pave the path for a new decade as well. And it it took, it was, this is that was a really big step on the healing journey was the one year mark sharing this and leaving it in 2019 so that I can step into 2020 in an empowered space of, of taking this, this new insight and energy and helping other women with it. Right. Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to, how long was I going to stay quiet about it? How Mm -hmm. long was I going to not share it and have it eat you up to myself? Yeah. 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 Well, and it's like our stories, I don't think they're meant for us to just keep to ourselves. Mm-hmm. How are you s- serving anybody else when you're keeping your shit 
in a closet. Like somebody else needs that. Whether you believe it or not, somebody else needs that. Like, for example, in in this the article in Elephant Journal, I talked about how when it happened, I froze. And that I beat myself up about it for a while because I thought it was always fight or flight. I thought that when, you know, what they, what they teach us about a sexual assault or a rape is that, oh, your body, you're either going to fight back. I thought, you know, it's, you always think it's like the woman's screaming. She's like, no, no, no. And, or she runs away or whatever it is. Nope froze stiff as a board out of body experience. And it wasn't until I got into therapy that my therapist said, no, it's fight, flight or freeze. And then the last one is appease. And you know what? I ran, (laughs) I ran into this guy on the street a week or so after it had happened. What are the chances of that? And I gave him a hug and I told him, thank you. I feel like you shifted something in me. Mm. And I just like couldn't get over it. And after I shared the story. Well, can I just share something else? Yeah. What shifted in you is you like the healing part. And now you're in this power of like speaking up. Mm-hmm. The shift can also we can we can redefine those moments rather than beating ourselves up. And that shift that happened for you is the the power to be vulnerable and the power to hold that container and the power to help other women. Right. A hundred percent. Oh my God. My capacity to hold space for this level of, of just emotional vulnerability has, has, uh, expanded very much because of this experience. Um, it's funny cause there's ants all over us as we talk <laughs> and ants represent like getting to work. Oh, I like that. <laughs> okay. We'll take them. Um, but yeah, no, talking about the freeze and the, the hugging, I had women on Facebook say, oh my God, I got raped when I was, you know, a teenager in high school 20 years ago and I froze and I've never forgiven myself for it. I've heard, I heard it over and over and over mm. again. Oh my God. I didn't know that freeze was a, a response. Oh my God. I didn't know that appease was a response. Mm-hmm. And just that one sentence, you know, mm-hmm. helped a lot of women f- forgive themselves. So whether you think what you went through or what you have to say about it is important or not, I promise you it is. Mm-hmm. So own that, mm-hmm. honor that. What's your wish for 2020 with, with say, having mm-hmm. said that? Like for collectively, what is that wish that you, that you have? I'm getting like the word, like shine is coming in for some reason. I just want women to stop dimming their light, stop hiding, take the mask off and just own all of them. Even if they're not ready to share Mm -hmm. their stuff yet and, Cause I know showing up online can be really scary, mm-hmm. but just own it with yourself first. Mm-hmm. You have to, that's the first step. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but how many people do you know that, you know, are in this space now and you ask them what their story is, how they got started. And usually everybody that's in, you know, some sort of self-development leadership space, they had some experience that opened them up to wanting to serve others. And so 
depending on where you're at in your journey, if you've just been through something or you went through something a long time ago and you still haven't dealt with it, if you deal with that and you look at that, you're going to be so inspired and Mm. motivated to help serve the planet. And I think that's what we're here for, right? (laughs) Hopefully. Yeah. Is to just serve others and make the world a better place. And, and so I just want to say and to, and to remember that is the driving force. If you are showing up in a leadership position, it's more <laughs> than just making a lot of money or buying that Gucci bag or yeah. like, you know, ha- whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you have to remember the core intention mm-hmm. and go back to that and to not get caught up in the celebrity spiritual teacher kind Mm. of like drive because it is a trend now right yeah yeah it's really weird it's like the new influencer yeah Mm -hmm. I even hate that term influencer but just like spiritual like celebrity the new celebrity is like spiritual leader and it's just like which part of it you know I want to celebrate it because I think it's amazing that more and more people are opening up to totally working on themselves and you know, bringing more consciousness into their lives and the lives of others. But like we said, everyone is a human and everyone has integrity and Mm -hmm. yeah, just really anchoring in your why and, and remembering what you're here for. So to me, it's just like that. The, the integrity is everything. Mm -hmm. And I've seen people that, and I've caught myself before too, you know, mm-hmm. like in, in, in my old industry. <laughs> and so that's why I've had that experience when I was a music journalist, mm-hmm. but still having that, that piece of being humble. And I'm seeing, I've seen it with people like that were once friends mm. that kind of like dust in the wind with me recently. Mm. And through that, it's just like, okay, now I know what not to do. A hundred percent. Everybody, everything like that. It gets to be an example of either who you want to be or who you don't want to be. And we learn, you know, and we learn and we learn through experience. And maybe they need to go through that experience, like to reach a point where they're like, oh, wow, I really got off track here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go back. I'm going to tune back into myself. Yeah. I just think of Kanye. Like I've been, (laughs) I was watching Kanye West and how he's like a born again Christian and like he got rid of his social media and he's just like devoted to Christ and like sharing the, like sharing Christ's word through like his Sunday services and stuff. And like, that's the perfect example of someone who got so caught up in the ego and the title and all these things and then hit a fuck rock bottom and crashed and burned after his mom died and had to re had to find himself all over again you know like I just I think of I think of situations like that and it's like okay so we're watching Kanye do it (laughs) how do we make sure that we stay in our integrity too you know I think for me that's been a huge part of like even taking my business to the next level is like getting caught up in, in the bullshit of that too. So I think going back to the center of integrity and going back to that sacred why. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, cause there's a fine line, right? Like you, you're still running a business and in order to impact people, it does take marketing and Mm -hmm. social presence to an extent. So Mm -hmm. 
how do you learn to, to navigate that and do that in a way that, yeah, is that pure high vibration is, is integrity and, um, is it just getting caught up in, in the trends and the noise and the, I think it's just the important thing. If you want to become a spiritual teacher is to give yourself permission to come back home to you every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause from that space is where you're also going to be in your integrity and you're going to consciously choose from that space. A hundred percent. And that's what we we need conscious leaders. And if you call yourself a, a conscious teacher or a conscious leader, but you're not speaking up, like you have a privilege and you're not speaking up for those who whose voices have been silenced. Yeah. Then you're missing the whole point of what it means to be a conscious leader. Especially like like you were saying, us as white females, you know, I think we forget that like we're the ones that need to take the stand that get to take the stand for those that are more oppressed than us you know they don't have to f do that fight themselves they shouldn't mm -hmm. have to mm -hmm. fight that fight themselves um, just so that they know they're also supported mm -hmm. it's like an alliance is what I'm that's my prayer for this upcoming decade is that we see more of an alliance yeah yeah, absolutely. You know, and I've, I, I know you're getting more into like the, the political space and using your voice more and mm -hmm. probably more polarizing ways than you have in the past. And I think that's something that going into the next year, I want to open myself up to, um, I've shared just little bits of, of my opinions on some of those things on the internet, because I think for a long time I was afraid as a, you know, straight white female living in the United States that, um, people of color, you know, might think, well, who the hell is this white chick to, mm -hmm. uh, be saying this stuff and, you know, defending my rights or something like that. Right. And then, honestly, going through this experience and getting an abortion, all of the abortion stuff and the women's rights stuff that's been happening this summer mm -hmm. um, was on my mind a lot, you know, just from a much more personal place than it was before. Because before I could be like, oh, well, mm -hmm. I haven't been affected by that. Mm -hmm. And once you do, you feel just like, oh, my God, like I, I need could to do something. Yeah, I could not imagine. Um, living somewhere where I can't go, you know, take the next step to, mm -hmm. to do what I need to do with my body. Um, that like really woke me up to the fact that like, wait a second, we have to actually say stuff and, and the time is now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. why I'm doing what I'm doing. Cause if I'm seeing what's happening and I'm not happy with it, there's no change that's going to happen if I don't do my part. Staying it's, silent is now a privilege. Yeah. We don't, we don't we get have to, do to that if you're If you're upset with something that's happening politically and you're not getting involved, then you can't get mad. Yeah, yeah. Because you're not trying. You're, there's, no, there's no effort to try to make the change. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
the week that I met you in Encinitas, I, Marianne Williamson came and spoke mm-hmm. in Encinitas that week and I went and saw her and one of her biggest things, well, cause you know, Encinitas is a very conscious spiritual oh, community yeah. and she spoke at a spiritual center. It there. was during the debate. Yeah, it was yeah, the, night the night of the, of the debate because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. she wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And she was her biggest point that she was making is speaking to a crowd of people that most of them, I would assume, consider themselves to be spiritual beings mm-hmm. um, was saying the reason that we're at this place is because the conscious, pe- the conscious people, the people that have, are in this space have said this whole time. Oh, I don't I don't get mixed up with politics. It's too toxic. It's mm-hmm. too low vibe. I don't want to get mixed up in that. She's like, and that's why we're here. Totally. That's why we're here because there has now become such a separation that, you know, we got ourselves to this place Mm -hmm. and we have to get ourselves out of it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, how can I say that I'm a conscious spiritual teacher, but I'm seeing the unconsciousness that's happening politically, then I'm completely out of alignment with what I actually value. Yeah. I mean, we can't spiritually bypass oh what a concept mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's gonna be interesting like to see what's happening uh on a political level and you know i was never interested in politics until 2012 when i was seeing the manipulation happening and i was like something's up and i have to i have to like start doing something about it so i really started and you know, 2012. And then I got struck by lightning and it was just really intense, like all the things. (laughs) But now I'm in that space of like, I'm watching the news all day, like all me. I'm not watching mainstream media. I'm watching all independent media, Mm -hmm. people who are passionate that aren't being, um, there's no corporate interests, you know, that are, that are sharing and being bought. (laughs) And to me, this is how I can see what's happening and educate just to bring in more awareness. Like, that's my everything is, you know, we, we do our best based on how aware we are. And if we aren't aware of what we're doing or if we, if we're aware and we're not doing anything about it, then we're part of the problem. Yeah. And I think there's ways for you to stay educated, um, that it doesn't have to be keeping, you know, CNN on in the background Mm -hmm. and like feeling like you're brainwashing yourself all day. Mm -hmm. Um, you can, you can get your news and, small concise bites mm-hmm. from select sources mm-hmm. and um keep on top of it i think it, yeah it's very very important um because we like our generation is the generation we're the most educated and we're the most populated and so if we continue to educate ourselves and to have conversations like this then we can continue to inform more people of our generation who they always give so much shit to the millennials. But again, we are the dark night of the soul generations who are clearing out all the shit. Like the work you've been doing is like clearing out generationally. It's clearing out, you know, and that's what we have to remember is like, we are such a powerful force. And with that power, we need to consciously choose to use it by embracing our experiences to implement that change that we want to see in the world, like be the change you wish to see in the world. Hell yeah. And I think it, it starts with looking at your own shit well, and what dealing a with it, right? Like yes. we can no longer bypass spiritually bypass it. And mm-hmm. that's what I, I definitely was trying to do, um, for half of last year. Um, and it caught up with me. Um, 
is an incredible lesson. And, you know, we can heal the planet when we start to heal ourselves first. We have to start the with ourselves. The inner crazy outer. Yeah. And I see that with you. I see what you're doing. Yeah, that's about yes, <laughs> yes, her tattoo. Perfect. So, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm grateful to know that there's someone else out there that's seeing like, hey, like we need to start, you know, informing ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think we can start to get to that layer too, the more we also do the healing work within ourselves, because we can also create that space to help bring in change. Yeah. And I think the more we talk about our stories, the more we talk about the things that we really care about things that make us human yeah Mm -hmm. the things that are upsetting to us that we're seeing um the things that we're passionate about the more that we talk about that on our platforms the more it gives other people permission to do that and realize that they're not alone in their Mm -hmm. in their pain they're not alone in their opinions of what's going on and it empowers other people to use their voices um 100 percent I, I agree with that. I'm, I mean, I'm pretty, I'm looking forward to see like the more conversations we have like this and the more we educate, I'm doing my best to like share, you know, resources and, mm-hmm. and truth and things that are happening. And I'm having more people reach out to me too. And I just, yeah. I think what Bree and I are sharing with you all is that step one, like <laughs> embrace your story, you know, embrace the journey that's brought you here. Step two, like along that way, forgive yourself you know, and really understand that you have an opportunity to grow through what you go through. And from that space, you can implement change. Mm-hmm. Step three, go back to what it means to be human connection, which is what these times are about. And we share, we have that connection when we share our story. And that's that last step is do something about it. Mm-hmm. With that power, with that, you've already been able to be vulnerable. Nothing can, you're unfuckwithable when you allow yourself to be vulnerable and embrace, like, no, nothing can sway you because you're in your power and you accept what you, what you've, you've, what you've gone through. You're not a victim anymore. You choose to be victorious. A hundred percent. So what does sovereignty mean to you? Mm, That's a great question. I think it means... It means just like acceptance and forgiveness and peace in my soul for where I'm at and knowing that I'm always exactly where I'm meant to be. And I will always end up where I like truly desire, like when I fully have that trust and faith in myself and I listen to that. What a concept. Sovereignty is like... Trusting and listening to myself. Mm-hmm. So what would you say would be the one book that really like catapulted your spiritual journey and ha- helped you really experience these massive shifts? Oh man, there's been a lot. Um, hmm. One that I always go back to that I read pretty early on and I still have not undertaken the full real text, um, but A Course in Miracles Made Easy hmm. by Alan Cohen cracked me open. Um, and it's one that I haven't met a lot of people that have, you know, I mean, I've, I've met people that have done the actual course, mm-hmm. but that is an undertaking. Mm-hmm. And I did it three times. <laughs> it's, but to actually like digest mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. it, it, it takes commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
the concepts though are so powerful and to be able to just digest that in a more simple way Mm -hmm. was like a really good spiritual foundation for me that Mm -hmm. has just like opened me up to so much more. And I've started the process of, of the actual text, but, um, for people that are, you know, in the start of their path, I think it's a great one to start with. Um, yeah, Marianne Williamson personally told me she was like, I told her my story was like three months after I got struck. Wow. And she was like, you're going to be fine. <laughs> she was like, start a course in miracles. She was like, read a return to love and then mm. start a course in miracles. Yeah. But recently I just burned my course in miracles. Whoa. Yeah. Because I found myself, I did it three times uh-huh. and I, I, I found myself in a loop. Okay. Because it's like starting from part one again, like after I did the 365 days, I was like, why am I going to start from that space again? So I burned it to like be in that space of like, I don't need this anymore. Like I got like, let's transmute that energy Mm -hmm. from when I read it and I burned it. Wow. That was like a, yeah, that was like the beginning of October. So, so from I mean, there are people that like studied the text over and over and over and over for their whole life. But it's like... (laughs) I mean, at a level, like it's already in your subconscious. Mm -hmm. You have everything that you need. Mm -hmm. And that's why I needed to burn it was just because I needed to make the space for the Mm -hmm. next teachings to come in. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny talking about like these books and these teachings. There's a lot of very powerful, much more popular spiritual texts that I have not read that people are like, Oh, this was the book to change my life. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, I used to beat myself up about it. I used to be like, why can I not read the power of now? Mm. I can't get into it. Right. Mm-hmm. The untethered soul. I'm like, well, why? Well, the untethered soul is my number one, <laughs> but I've just, and the power of myth. I've just realized like, it comes at your time. It comes when your soul is ready yeah. and you're ready to hear it. So don't pressure yourself and really just trust like what you're being guided to. Mm-hmm. Even if it feels weird or like random, mm-hmm. know that like whatever you're being nudged towards is exactly what you need to hear or read. And I don't think I used to like guilt myself for not finishing books. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I realized, no, I'm getting exactly what I need mm-hmm. with where I'm opening up the page, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, um, that's part of trusting your process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody's process is different. Everybody's journey is different. Like it'd be really boring if it all looked the same. So Ugh. celebrate, celebrate your, your process. And I think you can do that a lot more when you actually trust yourself. Mm-hmm. So what would you say to younger Brie? Ooh. These are my lightning round questions. <laughs> I would say that. I would say like, girl, you're exactly where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Trust it. Mm-hmm. You you have all the answers. You have all the power within. Stop, stop doubting that. Mm-hmm. Stop thinking you need somebody else mm-hmm. to, to help you through that and fix it. Like you don't, mm-hmm. you got it girl. <laughs> Yes. And so where can we find more of you? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty active on Instagram would probably be the main, the main one. So I'm Brie Pugh, B-R-I-E-P-U-G-H on Instagram and then same on Facebook and same for my website. But I would say I hang out on Instagram the most. Awesome. Would love to connect with anyone too. And your website is? Yeah. BriePugh.com. Um, anyone that wants to connect with like 
any trauma, anything that they've been through, um, I, I would love to connect and hold that space. Um, I feel like that yes. is like part of my, your Dharma. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And if there's any like nuggets of wisdom that you want to share right now that are coming through to whoever's listening. Mm. Um, yeah, you came here for a purpose. You, your stories are so worthy of being shared and everything that you're passionate about, everything that you've gathered along the way on this life's journey and past life's journeys. Um, in addition to your stories, all of that gets to come together and you get to create something with that. And Mm. I truly think that everybody, if they desire, has the ability to monetize themselves and what they're here to share. Um, because we all need that, Mm -hmm. right? Because you are worthy of creating something powerful that's going to give back to the world. And it starts with you like owning all these pieces of you and being willing to share that with other people and put that out there. The transaction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for speaking thank your you. truth and sharing the most vulnerable parts of you here. Obviously those are the conversations I live for Yeah. and for meeting me in Palm Springs or in this beautiful park here, we've had hummingbirds and dragonflies and tons of tons ants. Tons of ants. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take but, it all as a good sign. Yeah, but they're here telling us get to work, you know, oh, like ants, so. the spirit animal, the spirit messages of ants is to really take action and to get busy, you know, and the thing about ants is like when you see like one ant and they take that particle of food that's like 10 times the size of them but they can handle it right yeah and that's what we have to remember is that we can handle whatever comes our way we just have to continue to keep that faith a thousand percent i don't think it'd be coming into your field if you couldn't handle it the universe doesn't give you anything you can't handle exactly so thank you sister for being here and for sharing this conversation with me and thank you everyone for tuning in and If you need support, please talk to a therapist. There may have been some triggers from this conversation. But again, know you're not alone and know that, you know, there is support for you. Thanks so much for tuning into this powerful episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. To keep this conversation flowing, I invite you to join us over at the Sovereign Society private Facebook group and to follow us over at Sovereign Society podcast on Instagram. If you want to keep up with me, subscribe to my YouTube channel where you can watch these episodes and so much more. I welcome you to come on over and say hey on Instagram at Sabrina Riccio. And if you love these conversations, please support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a rating and review on iTunes. To share the love, all you got to do is search Sovereign Society Podcasts. And of course, if you're ready for more, stay tuned for next week because I've got a whole new episode coming your way. Take care. Satnam.